0: My dad's a muggle, mum's a witch. What's the rest of it? Dad's a muggle, mum's a witch.
1: Quite a surprise for him when he found
0: out. I never know what you're saying when you say that.
1: Quite a surprise for him when he found out. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> dad's a muggle. Mom. Dad's a muggle. Mum's a witch. Quite a surprise for him when he find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sound like. No.
1: and do you take this man to talk about them i now pronounce you my podcast
0: we've done our throwing up for the year
2: honestly we're good we're done you guys threw up this year i'm sorry yeah majorly do you remember when we flew back from florida and i threw up three times on an airplane and then also once in the dallas airport why have i forgotten that
0: <laughs> and then i came up and threw up all night
2: do you remember walking back to, from the longest B gate and I was just, you were so nice and like talking to me and I just couldn't even function. <laughs> I remembered
1: having a lovely time. You were keeping me alive.
0: <laughs> Did you really forget about that? I, I completely,
1: I'm not, I I'm not doing not a bit. I
0: forget about that experience. <laughs> Whoa,
1: I completely <laughs> forgot. I thought we had a nice time. Do you remember when we were lo- like spent a whole afternoon looking for a pool and we found, like, the big family pool, and we, like, walked up, and the first thing we saw was, like, bits of children's food sort of just, like, on the ground. I know that's where
0: we got sick.
1: And, uh, oh, maybe, yeah.
0: I know it is, because Ryan and I were the only ones to get in the pool.
1: Oh. We we're the only
0: ones to get sick.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. From the pool?
2: Barfing. Can you do that? That's the only thing we can figure out.
0: We got in the pool, then we shared a bag of, like, sour something. We shared something. something, yeah.
2: Wow. And
0: nobody else ate any. And it was, Nobody else got the just us. And then he was sick on the way back, and I was sick immediately when we get, got home.
1: That had to be it. Had to be it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm here, Jason, as the host. I have the subject of the podcast with me, too. That's you.
0: That was clunky. Oh, well, well. let's just
1: power through. Yeah, we'll just... I'm here as well. <laughs> I have Ryan's here. Ryan, shall I, of course. <laughs> but that's actually one of my least favorite parts of this. I always feel like there's no there's no smooth way and... to just jump into it.
0: We're all here.
1: We're all here. Here yeah. we are. We're here. Hello. I wanted to power through because we were talking about something and you were like, Do you start, remember what start it was? Recording. Yeah, we were talking about what's coming, the things coming up this weekend. A lot you know, of things. What's coming up. Yeah. Well, there's one thing tomorrow that I haven't been following, but it sounds like you all have. Tomorrow is the release of the album Red.
2: Taylor's version. It's going to be great. <sighs> 30 songs. Wait, gonna
0: different. we're going to get that at 10.
2: 10? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! A ten-minute
1: all too well. I
0: can't. That's something I, I, I cannot
1: wait to experience. And then Friday is Disney Plus day.
0: What is? Oh, they announce like what's coming out on yeah. Disney Plus. So
1: called because this is like the day it dropped. It was November 12th, oh, two yeah. years ago. So uh-huh. they'll oh. announce some things. It's been it's been rumored that we might get a trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, interesting. Oh,
0: interesting. And
1: probably some, I bet some like Disney Plus release dates for some Marvel stuff. Yeah. Because none of them have like hard release dates seasons. except for Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Do
2: you think, this is on topic but off topic at the same time. Okay. Uh, do you think we're going to get another trailer for Spider-Man before it comes out? I do think
1: we will. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh man, it's like a month. I know. Here's... I, I bet we do. I don't think they should. I agree. But I think we're going to get another one. I bet they do. And we see... This is my prediction. We see Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in another trailer. It's very weird, though. Have you thought about that? That, like, all those same actors are going to be in another movie again as those same characters from, like, 20 years ago? Isn't that really weird? It's
2: especially weird for the Toby Maguire crew, because it has been 20 years. Whereas Andrew Garfield, and really, Toby left us with the weirdest performance that we've ever seen,
1: I know. So. And he—he's there's kind of like a sour taste with him now, yeah. you know. So like, so it's even a little shocking that he's in this. They're definitely in it, right? If, people will be so pissed. This will be if the, if that if that like two to three hour movie, however long it is, comes out and they are not in it. That would that would be insane. Like it, I would almost kind of prefer that just to see how people would be so so furious. The, the world
2: would lose it. Also. I kind of think it's hilarious the idea of Disney going to Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire and everyone else who's involved. They have all the power. (laughs) They're like, I don't know if I want to do Disney's, like, we'll give you anything.
1: Well, and like (laughs) they're at the point where they could just be like, Name the price. Name the price because we just are throwing money at stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Courtney, hi. Hello, still here. (laughs) Frankly,
0: I was trying to figure out what happens in these next two movies.
1: Oh, right. I was just
0: staring at these like, who is that?
1: I've thrown up the book cover art for Order of the Phoenix and the Half-Blood Prince. Well, I'm,
0: I'm at a loss.
1: Well, you're doing what I would have done minute I got these books, which is just like stare huh. at these covers and be like, what, what could this mean? Courtney, what are we watching? What will we, what will we be talking about?
0: We will be talking about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and Harry Potter and
1: the Half-Blood Prince. I actually thought about this too. We've been talking about these books like as they're if they're like very esoteric but they're we i literally have all these copies of these books just around the corner <laughs> on, that, <laughs> on that bookshelf
0: yeah we could bust them out at any point uh, the last one made me want to i, I was like i want to read same. i, 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 I want to read these i
1: did too a little bit and then i was like oh that is quite that is not like the on the whim commitment yeah like, they can are I power through five and thousands five of days? pages like, yeah no
0: yeah <laughs> you and i share a book
1: I didn't have to do that, but I can imagine it was probably very frustrating if you had to share. Because
0: you and your sister had separate ones. Yeah,
1: and we would read them simultaneously. Which... Would you
0: talk about them? You Book had club? To.
1: Yeah. Book I, club style? I imagine we probably were like, uh, what chapter are you on? Oh. <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ryan, I want to let you, I don't think you knew this. You left last time. I was under a bit of distress because something was going on with the recording <laughs> yeah. for the for what we did of the last podcast. Uh-huh. Like, And if you're listening to this now, any listener, you will know what I'm talking about. Some of the audio cut out. Some other people's audios is weird. Oh, weird. But I realized <laughs> we have now had two recordings based on these movies where something has been wrong with the audio. And I'm wondering if we need to issue an apology to the Christians against Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> For disrespecting them, because I think something's up. If something fishy happens with the audio, we, that we Yeah, then then we'll Christianity. know. Christianity. Yeah, look, two points is a line, but three points is a pattern. Wow. So if something happens to like oh this gosh. one or the one we do next week, oh then then we'll know for certain that we maybe need to burn these books. For sure, for sure, for sure. But we're here today and we're having a good time.
0: We are.
1: So far, no technical difficulties. No
0: technical but like difficulties. Like I said, if there
1: will be, then we'll know that we
0: that we these have books upset God
1: from the devil.
0: Yes. Doesn't Ryan look snazzy?
1: Ryan, you look really sharp. Wow. He does. Thank he you. just
0: his outfit is like, okay, let me describe. <laughs> Hang on, are these sweatpants?
1: Yeah. <gasps> are they fitted?
0: Fascinating. Mm. Okay, he's wearing he's wearing his Air Force 1s. Yes. He's wearing khaki sweats, sweatpants, but they're like tapered. They they look like better than sweatpants. <laughs> He's also wearing like this sweatshirt. Like it's like a, it's like a, an olive green and like a khaki shacket with like a gray hoodie sort of, sort of look. He looks very snazzy.
1: And I feel like a piece of shit.
0: I do too. Cause I'm I just I dressed like, for
1: comfort, Ryan.
0: I showered before this and just threw my hair back. I mean. I'm,
1: you guys I'm, look fantastic. I'm well, wearing...
0: All right. Describe what we're wearing. So
2: we've got black <laughs> and white sweatshirts happening.
0: <laughs> Always. <laughs> Oh, uh,
2: yeah. oh yeah, Jason's is a callback to an event that happened just over a year ago where a venue was not booked where it should have been <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am wearing a sweatshirt that says the four seasons 2020 total landscaping.
0: Yeah, who gave that to you?
1: You did You did. That Courtney.
0: was a christmas gift. I don't like I nailed it It was part You of, wear I, that all the time. I
1: think it was my favorite christmas gift. So we're watching harry potter five tonight We'll be yeah. talking about five and six First off, Courtney, I wanted to ask you, what do you remember about either of these two stories? She's thinking.
0: I know that Sirius Black dies. Okay. That is about it. I know we we like meet Bellatrix Lestrange, I think in this one. We'll see. I don't remember anything else. I, I in fact I'm looking at those people and I'm like, I don't even know who they are.
1: You don't know anything about the plot driving these movies. I forward.
0: don't. I don't remember any of the last
1: three. Do you remember who the defense against the dark arts teachers are for these two stories?
0: No. Okay. Me?
1: Okay. No. Yeah. Wait. Do you?
0: Yeah. I knew Ryan Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm blinking. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen in
2: these.
1: Ryan, what are your kind of? What's your relationship with these books and like the movies when these movies came
2: out? So for the book, I remember going to Barnes and Noble at midnight. But what was a little crazy was for some reason my parents were gone over the weekend. My parents, who never went anywhere, were gone over the weekend the book came out. Um, so me being seventeen um, was technically watching all my younger siblings, and I remember dragging them all out to Barnes and Noble <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> And it was just like chaos. And I remember being to my brother like, okay, you hold on to that one and I'll hold on to this one. And then we won't lose anyone. And um, we bought three copies, one for me, one for him, and one for my parents to share. <laughs> and then for the movie, it came out while I was serving a mission for the Lord.
0: <laughs> Who is cursing
1: you now? Christians Against Harry Potter. <laughs> I was trying to send you a message. Do you remember going at midnight to like Walmart for like books and stuff? I do. I feel like I went to, for some movies, too. I feel like maybe some Lord of the Rings is. Oh, interesting. Which is crazy because oh, yeah, you wouldn't
0: have gone to Barnes & Noble. No. Because you we live have... in a small town. No.
1: I w- so would you that's go a, to, That's like... a big city
2: shop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you have gone to Walmart then, like, at uh-huh, the night?
2: Uh-huh. I remember this movie came out while I was gone, the same time the last book also came out while I was gone. That's rough. Yeah. That is rough. Uh, luckily, I somehow really avoided any
1: major spoilers From the seventh book. Did you read these books?
0: As we've established. No, I didn't.
1: (laughs) just like to get that on record. (laughs) Uh, But you saw these movies.
0: Yeah. I've probably seen these two once. Uh, Maybe Order of the Phoenix
1: more. Um, I remember the Order of the Phoenix took a little bit to come out, like a couple years. And I remember there were rumors of J.K. Rowling having a writer's block. (laughs) And being like, are they ever going to finish it? Um, It's also the longest book. And... That's probably a lot of people's least favorite.
2: There's an element of it that's a little rough.
1: Yeah. It's funny you say that about Order of the Phoenix because the Half-Blood Prince came out while I was having my dead year. Oh. Where I was on a mission, so I missed that entirely. I didn't catch that until like 7 Part 1 was coming out. I have a little bit of a story about going to see the Order of the Phoenix at midnight.
0: Oh, I'd love to hear.
1: A bad experience i wrote down the details um i'll have to i don't know who listens to this
0: he'll have to i might have to
1: i might have to beep out some names but like because there's a couple different characters there's like two key elements most of it has to do with this same scenario today would not have happened it only happened because there's no allocated seatings right no one really has like cell phones and no one can transfer tickets in a way
3: Oh. But it was
1: the case of um, inconsiderate teenagers not thinking of other people and only thinking of themselves. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was like, maybe the one that wasn't the most most burned. But there's like two concurrent stories. So like, we wanted the group, big group of my friends from high school. It was like the right. It was the summer we graduated, two thousand seven. It was also when you had to stand in line forever, right? Yeah. I'm there with Mark Matthews. We have tickets for me, Mark. Sean and you know who they are. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: We were waiting from like 10 p.m. and continually texting people like, where are you? Are you coming? Where are you? And they were like, we're on our way. We're on our way. We're on our way. Even though we're like 20 minutes from where she lives. Was there just two of you in line? Okay. There was like a group of us. But like. Wait,
0: Ryan, that's coming. Sorry. sorry. We
1: were responsible for these tickets. F- yeah. Like they also let us in early and they played, I think maybe the fourth one or something beforehand. Uh-huh. So while that one's playing, we're just texting them, where are you? And then finally they just like stopped responding and they never showed up. I'll have to double check with Mark if they ever paid him for the tickets too. <laughs> oh but we were like, it was so fucking annoying. <laughs> I was so mad. So that that track is happening. So we're like in a foul mood. Yeah. Then we're also seeing it with Steve, Eric, Amanda. I think Steve had gotten his own. So he was like set. So he was like in with us. Eric and Amanda had not bought their tickets. Instead... <laughs> Had bought their tickets. Who at the time was dating our friend? Okay. Were nowhere to be seen. So Eric and Amanda are just sitting out. Out. They don't have the tickets, so they can't get in. So they're sitting outside the theater, while we are inside watching the Goblet of Fire. And continue like we're almost like taking shifts to go out and talk to them, so they have someone to hang out with for like (sighs) the two hours leading up until Order of the Phoenix. Right. And so they are like calling his dad to be like, Do you know where? Is and he's like yeah, picked her up a little bit ago I don't know where they are and then calling his family they're like yeah, left a little bit ago we don't know where they are oh, yeah no. to the point where like I, I don't we don't really know what to do because the theater was also sold out yeah and you can't prove to them well these two seats will be <laughs> vacant empty. because they're yeah so they were like maybe we just go home oh like maybe like around midnight if the movie starts we just go home finally, show up like right at midnight so they're able to get in we have like saved everyone's seats in like this middle row which is also kind of annoying too yeah i think they were like our car we had like car problems but they we found out later they just like went off pulled off into some like road and just made out for a while oh yeah. my and like gosh. didn't look at their phones and then On top of that, they didn't even sit with us. They like sat like way back in the theater so they could just be like super creepy in the back (laughs) corner and like touch each other. Everyone was in the worst mood.
0: Wow. I've never had an experience like that.
1: I'll have to double check that I'm getting all of these details right.
2: Well, and you had two tickets, but you thought two other people were going to take those tickets.
1: (gasps) Yep. Or else we would have just given them to them.
0: Oh, I forgot about that part of the story. Oh. Yeah.
1: And you know what? It's not even inconsiderate. It's like horny inconsiderate, yeah. which is my the my least favorite <laughs> inconsideration there is.
0: Wow, that was a good story. I'm
2: filled with a fiery rage.
1: It was perfect, a perfect mood setter though, because he's very angsty in this one, oh, and so, so like we stuff. were like in the right headspace for it. Ah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mike Newell didn't come back to direct this from Goblet of Fire, so they hired David Yates, who will end up directing the remainder of the movies and like all of the Fantastic Beasts movies. He's just kind of been like. He the Potter out to guy, Mr. Harry Potter. It's essentially yeah. All right, if you remember, the Goblet of Fire ended with the return of Voldemort. Yes, and this will now take us into a complete redirect of the story, which is the Second Wizarding War, and that's kind of where we're headed now. This book. The year is two thousand and seven. George W. Bush is president. Top song of the year. This is July two thousand seven. It's a big one.
0: Oh crap! What genre?
1: Uh, Katy Perry. No hip-hop umbrella yeah
0: ryan you really nailed that
1: wow i'm shocked got a bit of a revival thanks to tom holland yeah a year or I two agree. back <laughs> that's the, where the, i fell in love with the it.
0: glee mashup is really good
1: okay all right well, well, that's enough of that
0: ryan can you back me up on that
1: yeah glee had a moment we oh, all just all that right, song you know, is really I good i will not i will
2: not all right. count into this there's, there's one other that i think is also pretty
0: which, good which is other
2: one I, no i think i'm gonna marry you
0: Oh, that one is good.
1: Yeah. The iPhone came out this year. Uh-huh.
0: Ooh, big deal.
1: Britney Spears shaved her head. Yeah. The writer's strike happened. I remember kind of being let down by the movies this summer, actually. But you won't relate to this, Ryan. I'm no. sorry. What were the movies? The ones I was really like, hmm, that was a, kind of a bummer. It was like Spider-Man 3, Pirates mm. 3, mm. Fantastic Spider-Man Four 2. spider 3
0: is a masterpiece. Get,
1: get <laughs> out of here. Uh, And Transformers. Transformers I, blows. There's like a lot of really
2: good movies from 2007 also.
0: The holiday, I think that's
1: 2006. Actually, you're right. It is. You're right. You know what? You're right, Ryan. Okay. Every year has something good and bad to offer. There are so many sequels. It was like the threequel year too. Yeah. Trick Ryan the is Third. Just
0: pulling 2007 out of your brains. Do
1: you remember when we went to that cabin and we played a game where we Ryan had the stack of DVDs that was like at the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Ryan would give me yeah. clues and I would try to guess what movie it was and they were like all from 2006. Yep. That was, <laughs> it was really the weird. Weirdest thing. Guitar Hero? Do you remember when everyone was playing
2: Guitar Hero? Yeah, let me talk to you about it. Let me talk to you about <laughs> it. I got home from my mission, and everyone was good at Guitar Hero because they'd been playing it for oh, two f***ing yeah. years. Yeah. L- and, and I never th- caught up. I just never caught up.
0: Except for in 2017 when we started playing Guitar Hero <laughs> randomly for a couple of weeks.
1: Like just you guys? Yeah, me, yeah. Ryan, and
0: Paul, and Emma. <laughs> no. We'd just be like, do you want to like Guitar Hero? <laughs> and we'd go over there and play Guitar Hero. Do you remember
1: playing it and being like... Could I play the guitar now? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the 2007 stuff I have. So I think we're ready to ready to watch this. Let's, Let's go. get ready to rumble.
0: This episode is sponsored by Jimmy John's. Let's go! <laughs> Do
1: you guys know any Bruces under the age of 55?
0: Bruce is like a dog's name.
1: Or Batman. When
2: well, there's Brucey and Matilda. That's true. And Bruce the shark. Yep. Okay.
0: Well, we've touched all the Bruces. <laughs> yeah,
1: they are all accounted for.
0: Let's get to it, Jason.
1: And now
2: we're back. We have finished the movie. And now
1: we will podcast.
0: <laughs> All I can hear is, like mouth noises. <laughs> yeah, that's Snape, by the way, for anyone who's unfamiliar.
1: Yeah, Severus. Severus Snape. Hello. Hello. What did we watch?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we just finished Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. What
1: have we also watched? Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That's that's great. How you, do you have how's your energy level right now? Yeah.
0: Took a steep decline with that last one, but I didn't like... I wasn't tired during it. I was locked in.
1: Okay, perfect. Because I'm about to ask you to spend 30 seconds reminding us what happened in Harry uh, Potter and the Order of the Phoenix.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, they find out that Ron's parents are in the Order of the Phoenix. It's a secret society that wants to fight against the Dark Lord. Uh, they meet Luna Lovegood. Uh, serious Black dies... Dumbledore is avoiding Harry.
1: Yeah.
0: A prophecy. Okay, yeah, I remember that.
1: Okay, that was a really good job. Thank you. (laughs) Also very reverential referring to Voldemort as the Dark Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Did I? Very respectful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I've been doing all the talking.
1: Well, you've had a lot to say. The Order
2: of the Phoenix is when it starts to get real. I also like that you start seeing a lot more of the world, which I feel Mm -hmm. like happens with each movie, but I feel like especially this one.
1: Well, and you hadn't really seen anything about the ministry specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
2: lots of ministry. Oh, how
0: could I forget? Professor Umbridge. Yes, She comes and she takes over. Continue. Did you
1: like Professor Umbridge?
0: No, she's a bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she sucks. (laughs)
0: She's the butt crack of Dawn. She is the
2: butt crack of Dawn. Yeah, for real. I remember reading about her and just hating her. Like, yeah, Voldemort's evil, but she was, like, on another level.
1: And, like, frustrating. There was so little they could do to rebel against her.
2: But don't
0: don't you remember, like, having teachers like that?
1: Too much power. But you who
0: suck. are, like, very sugary sweet, too. I had teachers like that.
2: I also feel like it's a work personality. Like someone who's very nice but you never want to tell them anything oh interesting and just
1: very passive-aggressive all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah
2: what else what else what else i feel like i have one more thought along with what i was please cut
1: this (laughs) this stays in this is the sausage no no
2: no
1: I will, I will say people kind of, um, more so the book, I think the movie actually does a pretty good job of streamlining the angst.
2: Oh, that's where I was going. Yeah. Keep going.
1: Yeah. A lot of people really harp on the fifth one in particular because he's very angsty in the book specifically. Yeah. It's, a, it's a rough read for a while. Yeah. And I actually feel like Daniel Radcliffe does a better job at having him more seem frustrated instead of just like, honestly, just a dick all the time, snapping at everyone.
2: Yeah. But I like how the movie, it is more frustrated and he turns it around pretty quick.
1: Yeah, because he realizes he needs his friends.
0: I remembered something else. Okay. The room of requirement.
1: Oh yeah, Dumbledore's army. It's all piecing together. Yeah, it is coming back. I actually think this is one of the better adaptations of the lot. But as far as like taking some of the weaknesses from the book and turning them into strengths in the movie, they handle the angst stuff better. Mm -hmm. It's the longest book. And I feel like the movie is actually one of the shorter ones. I think it's the second shortest. Yeah. And it moves pretty quick. Sometimes when they're like doing montages or going through time, it's, you can kind of tell. But I feel like using the, they keep doing the educational decrees that Filch keeps like, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) They have really clever ways to show the passage of time that, aren- that don't draw your attention to it. Yeah. And I feel like this movie, this one in particular, is one of the better ones that does that. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the finale is more satisfying in the movie than in the book. Whoa. Yeah. Usually I'm the book guy over here. They're going to come for you in the comments. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready for it. Oh, another element I really like from this story in particular is that they spend an entire book or movie with no one believing Harry and the government launching a propaganda machine to discredit him and Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. And so the entire movie, they're just frustrated by that in a way that is like wasting time for their side and letting the enemy build his up, which I love that they spent a whole one seventh of the story just trying to fight other people on their side, agreeing with them. It's a really... Believable and very interesting progression of that story. It's not just all right now. We're like into three books of just the war,
2: mm-hmm.
1: infighting of people who very naturally would be like, I do not want to believe that he's back because that would shatter my world. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a really a really smart direction to take. The book immediately following it, and it puts it puts them on the back foot. It's a really interesting conflict for them to have to overcome.
2: It, it also just makes it very more much more grounded. Not just we're all going to hop on the yeah. Harry and Dumbledore bandwagon. And like it would
1: <laughs> it would weirdly divide people. And like it's interesting like when Seamus, or one of our favorites, he's like gets mad because his mom like doesn't believe Harry. Almost doesn't send him back to school. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about my mother Potter. When he's yeah, they always they almost like come time. to blows. My mom didn't want me to come back this year.
3: Why not? Let me see, uh, because of you. The Daily Prophet's been saying a lot of things about Harry, and about Dumbledore as well. What, and your mum believes them? Well, nobody was there the night Cedric died. Oh, well, I guess you should read The Prophet then, like your stupid mother. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Don't
2: you dare talk about my mother like I'll that.
3: I'll have a go at anyone that calls me a liar. What's
2: going on? It feels very, uh. uh, 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 <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. It feels very. <laughs> Uh, telling of kind of the current world where yeah 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 <laughs> there's just this divide uh, and people just don't trust each other <laughs> and don't talk about my mom because she doesn't believe you know
1: oh yeah <laughs> I know I was actually even like Luna is introduced in this one and oh, yeah. she's basically like a, a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and her dad runs a counter mainstream media newspaper news organization the Quibbler which is isn't that essentially just like in our parallel that's just like yeah. a weird offshoot Not actual news source, but they are printing like
0: the National Enquirer. But they
1: are printing the truth. Yeah. Oh, and so which is very confusing. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like if QAnon was right, seriously, (laughs) but it's
0: not. To be clear, Luna
1: is kind of (laughs) like QAnon, and you got like uh, Fudge and the mainstream media, Uh the MSM. Yeah, (laughs) spreading lies about the our hero who we should all be rooting for.
2: He was just doing it. Oh, not Fudge. Phil's doing his job.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Freudian slip, Ryan, he loves filch. I love Filch. He's a filch guy. He's a Filch bro. Um I got Should some Should we
0: make merch that say Gimli Girl and Filch Girl? Because yeah. everyone wants a Gimli Girl pin.
1: Why would they be you go for pins I instead don't of know. like shirts? I'm just thinking beanies. what would look
0: good on my backpack. Because
1: I'm hitting the quad. <laughs> Steve Clovis, who wrote the screenplays for all the movies, did not write the screenplay for this one. He had other engagements. So Michael Goldenberg wrote the script. And he said that uh, since this is the longest book, he wanted to stay true to the spirit of the book. The organizing principle is to narrate Harry Potter's emotional journey. Um, and I actually think for the most part, they do a really smart job at like picking and choosing like which babies to kill as far as like what yeah. are we leaving on the cutting floor. Uh-huh. One thing I think they do that is like a triumph of the movie is that Gary Oldman just like nails it as Sirius Black. The emotional climax of the movie... Is Sirius's death right? Right, that does not mean anything if you don't care about Sirius or his relationship with Harry, mm-hmm. and up until this point. We've had basically like 15 minutes of screen time with mm-hmm. Gary Oldman. He shows up for like a tiny scene in Goblet of Fire and you see him at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban where he's sometimes a little chaotic. Right. He had a small window of time to make you immediately like this character. The minute he comes on screen, like one of the first scenes and he just makes a little quip and winks at Harry. Well, and you, you just wanted this for
2: Harry for so long. Like he's had no one cool... In his personal life. Also, Sirius Black just wearing pants and like a long shirt, <laughs> but it's like a coat with an opening.
0: Silver jewelry.
1: It's <laughs> like kind of hot though. Yeah. It's like, just like, w- his like it. just long hair and like body tats everywhere.
0: <laughs> Is this the one where Bellatrix was introduced to?
1: Yes. Yeah. I don't love um, Helena Bottom Carter as her. I mean, it calls for it. She's supposed to be very like insane, deranged. It's just a little goofy, I guess, in how much she dials it up. I don't know.
0: What do you think, Ryan?
2: I also think, though, that's like a brand. I don't necessarily disagree because it is very dialed up. Like watching this the first time, I'm like, okay, that's who that's who Bellatrix is. She's crazy. Yeah, revisiting it. Maybe it is just a titch. I killed Sirius Black.
0: It's so, it's so creepy when she says that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with like the prophecy, I-, I was curious if you picked up some of these details that weren't really necessarily in the movie.
0: Probably not, because with the sixth one, I did not, I could not piece together certain things.
1: Okay. The prophecy was made by Sybil Trelawney. Oh,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. All it said was that someone born on this day, you will mark him as your rival. And that he picked, that Harry was born that day that was prophesied about. Mm-hmm. But Neville was also born on that same day.
0: Oh. So there's so an L. They have the same birthday? Uh huh. July 31st.
1: Very good. Neville could have been the chosen one if Voldemort would have picked him to go after. And I remember wondering if there's going to be a twist at the end where Neville was the, him, at the like the chosen person all along. Right. That that was going to be like a big twist or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited because he he does have quite a glow up coming. They're pretty
0: important. You know what? I wrote that in my notes. I keep waiting for it. I'm like, is this one where he gets hot?
1: Well, they kind of keep him a little, I don't know. Frumpy? Yeah. But you can, I, it looks like it's all padding, Oh, Does he baby. have a
0: glow up in the
1: book? No, I don't think so. Oh. Not really. Not like he did in real life where you're no. like, wow. The hottest of them all. <laughs> really. <laughs> really ugly duckling dust. <laughs> all right, a couple straight thoughts. I liked how they showed Harry's nightmares because the reason why he's so cranky the whole book is that he is being possessed by Voldemort. He's like re- trying to read his mind all the time and like screw it with him. Is this a nightmare? Is this a hallucination? When he's in the train station, you see Voldemort there in like this, the black suit. Right. And that's very, there's something super creepy about it. I just really like how they visualize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember the possession thing being kind of confusing in the book, but I feel like it's a bit clearer visually in the movie, at least.
2: Well, I think kind of like Harry, you're not really sure what's going on for a while. Yeah. Like, what is this? Am I being
1: possessed? Is this just dreams? And then I just kinda of had to like, let's settle this. I'm sure this will be a debate that continues as we keep watching this, but Arthur Weasley is not a Dilf.
0: Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He is.
1: He's I I he, I no, really I really don't think so. As I've been watching so like he has that weird stuff in Prisoner of Azkaban where he's like telling Harry they're like walking through the corridor and he's like, listen, Harry, I gotta tell you about serious black do you remember he's, that he's a protector I'm like, he's a
0: provider Ryan he's back so, me up
1: he's so awkward to watch he's just kind of goofy
0: being a delf does not mean that you have to be the hottest guy in the room it just means that your protection makes you hot sometimes, if, sometimes. If, it depends on who it is sometimes you are the hottest guy in the room. but he's not
1: really that good sorry, at it sorry the
0: hottest dad in the room
1: at the Quidditch World Cup when things are going awry he just kind of calmly walks through and he's like it's not the Irish we've got to get out of here Nah. Yeah, you know, I don't feel safe protecting. around him. He feels like frazzled.
0: Oh, I've never felt safer, actually, than when I'm around Arthur Weasley. That's
1: insane. Ryan?
0: <laughs> Ryan, be the tiebreaker.
1: I mean, I
2: I, I think I'm not with you, Jason, on oh! this.
1: <laughs> okay. I,
2: I mean, uh,
0: we're Team Arthur Weasley. That's, Arthur. <laughs>
2: that's insane. <laughs> he, he does. Like, he's he's going to protect. He, he's always looking out for Harry and his family. Yep. He's fascinated by muggles. He made a magic car.
0: Yep. For his son. Yep. <laughs> his son stole it. wasn't for In his son. In number six. That's true. In number six, the first thing he does when he sees the Death Eaters go back, he says, Molly. And then he goes, he runs
1: back. Yeah. He says it so like lazily, like Molly, and then kind of like lumbers oh, about. Oh,
0: no, he's going, he, he, he's, he's worried I about I just find
2: family. him quiet and purposeful, not necessarily yeah. lazy.
0: He's the kind of person that I would want to be leading me
1: (laughs) that's insane that like
0: i am an arthur weasley girl
1: (laughs) well uh email in if you think arthur weasley's a dilf those are my notes what do you what do you got courtney oh
0: i actually don't have very many notes for this one because i was just kind of that's okay i have (laughs) i have a few Okay, I have three.
1: What's this one labeled? Sometimes you label them fun things. Oh,
0: this one's just HP5.
1: Okay, it's straightforward. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All business. I like it. What what's Okay, what I don't questions? really
0: know what this means. Light and dark and what we choose to act on. Serial killers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I know what I was referring to. Okay, yeah. Like Harry Potter and Voldemort. One's light, one's dark. It's kind of like sometimes you have like like we've said before, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. What? I'm so quirky. you not like other so girls. twisted. <laughs> but, like, they talk a lot about how, like, anyone could be a serial killer. It's just kind of like... Like, everyone is curious. But it's just kind of like what you choose to act on.
1: When people say stuff like that, no matter who you're with, don't... Do you ever get kind of, like, on your guard a bit and, like, kind of look at people? Then, like, you brace yourself for probably how they're looking at you and someone's like... Everyone has the tendencies to be a serial killer. <laughs> I just kind of did that in the room of like, I wonder if they, I wonder if they think I could.
0: Well, like, don't you have like really dark thoughts sometimes? And you...
1: all the time. Yeah. I... So. Not like all the time.
0: Yeah, we're all looking at each other. Now we're looking at you. The brain is a weird place. Oh,
1: it's a very weird place.
0: Okay, the next question I had is, do they ever explain why Cho snitched?
1: In the movie, it's like, it's a throwaway line where Snape's like, used all of my Mm veritaserum. It's like the truth potion.
3: Oh.
0: Interrogating the
1: Chang girl. Yeah. That's not what happens in the book necessarily. It's like her friend. It's like Cho Chang's friend. It's like her mom worked for the ministry and she thought her mom was going to get fired by Umbridge. So she snitched. And then she got all these like boils on her face because part of the thing that they signed was if you snitch, something bad will happen to you.
0: Oh, I would so. have enjoyed seeing that. Well, ugh, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed seeing that.
1: Cut for time. We just couldn't do it. We'll Last do thing it. I said was, it. I'm sorry.
0: it was a question. What's the rule behind? And then I never finished the question.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, no. The rule behind what? I don't
0: know. I don't know what I was wanting to know. <sighs>
2: um, Gary Oldman hot question mark. <laughs>
0: We just breeze past that because we've already (laughs) talked about it several times.
1: We're like, we have, we got it. Consensus: he is sexy in this movie.
2: (laughs) And then, just as the as the movies get heavier, we get more reverent towards the end each time.
1: (laughs) We really do. Yeah, it's all
0: fun and games in the beginning.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Shut up. We're in it.
1: No more tomfoolery. Yeah. J.K. was going to kill off Arthur Weasley in that snake attack and decided against it.
0: I think that was a good move. Thank
1: goodness. You okay, think,
0: you feel different.
1: You don't think that would have immortalized him more as your, it like, would have
0: made him a, platonic a
1: ideal of a dilf?
0: He's not my platonic ideal of a dilf. N- there is sex appeal.
1: But there's no dilfier person than Arthur Weasley, is what you're telling me. Well, Lucius? Is there? No, Lucius.
0: Uh, maybe Sirius. I mean, like, Sirius. Well, Sirius
1: isn't a dad. Oh, yeah, a that's godfather. true. Jilf? Uh, God-dilf. A god dilf.
2: A godfather. <laughs>
1: he, I don't he's know. He's a
0: good godfather. Dilf, dilf isn't like... <laughs> he's uh, a godfather I'd love to...
1: <laughs> Look, dilf doesn't mean like he would take care of me. Wow. It can mean whatever That's you'd one like. one sexy dad. And yeah. so does he meet that criteria? Okay, You're I am describing believe so. like he would protect me and maybe like cuddle, he'd be the big spoon.
0: Well, yeah, that... being Somebody being a dilf is subjective. Right? It's not like universally everyone agrees on what a DILF is.
1: I wish they would.
0: Are you jealous of Arthur Weasley?
1: No. I, no, I'm You're not. You're
0: jealous that Ryan and I think he's sexy?
1: Go ahead. The rest of the world disagrees. <laughs> Listeners. I doubt that. You in. need to put a poll yeah, on this in needs a poll. Okay, okay, that will be. I will do a poll <laughs> if he's a DILF or not. Uh, well, I also would hope people would explain. Maybe I'll do a poll that says, does a DILF mean just sex appeal or like that.
0: Or Arthur Weasley. Or
1: that they would like take care of me. Or can it mean both? I also didn't realize this maybe when I read the book, but Umbridge was the one who sent those Dementors at the beginning of the movie to attack Harry and Dudley. Why? She knew that Fudge wanted him silenced. So I don't think Fudge knew she sent the Dementors, but she sent them specifically because muggles can't see them either. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Also, I thought you might like this. There's something called Hollywood accounting. This is a term Mm -hmm. in which movie productions move numbers around in order to claim losses on movies so they don't have to pay out certain people. This is like a really famous case of Hollywood accounting, the fifth movie. Um, Warner Brothers claim they have lost $167 million on this film. Oh my gosh. Why? So that they don't have to pay certain people. So Some people oh, like in their contracts it. are like... Oh, this movie makes so much money that I get this percentage of it.
0: That seems very shady and oh, it's shady. Yeah, like it
1: happens quite a bit, but this is like a case where it's like you're telling me the fifth Harry Potter movie is in the whole one hundred and sixty-seven million dollars. Wow, (laughs) wow. Hi, Harry. Very good. Tilt wins. I love it. (laughs) Where were they? I love when they make an appearance. (laughs) Yeah, I miss them. Random. I think they're in the fifth one a little bit in the background. Well, Dumbledore's army. Yeah, they are. They are in there. You're right. (laughs) Great. <laughs> right favorite moments of this film favorite and least favorite um, moments where were you engaged where did it lose you
0: i love luna lovegood i love the part where she's talking it i don't know i just i i randomly just came up with this because this is p- part i really like well then that's when they're true when they're talking heart. about when they're talking about the i always want us to call them nazguls but that's not their name nargle
1: no they're um thestrals yes
0: the big horses? Yeah, that you okay. can
1: only see if you've seen death.
3: Yeah. What are they? They're called pestrels. They're quite gentle, really, but people avoid them because they're a bit... Different. But why can't the others save them? They can only be seen by people who've seen death. so you've known someone who's died then my mum. she was quite an extraordinary witch but she did like to experiment and one day one of her spells went badly wrong i was nine i'm sorry yes it was rather horrible i do feel very sad about it sometimes but i've got dad we both believe you by the way that he who must not be named is back, and you fought him, and the ministry and the prophet are conspiring against you and Dumbledore. Thanks. Seems you're about the only ones that do. don't think that's true. I suppose that's how he wants you to feel. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, if I were you-know-who, I'd want you to feel cut off from everyone else. Because if it's just you alone, you're not as much of a threat. I really love
0: Luna's character. I think she's like such a f- like fun addition to how dark kind of everyone gets. Like I think she comes in at the right time to kind of just like help the movie breathe a little bit. I think she's very interesting next to Harry because she's similar to Harry in like a lot of ways.
1: Especially in this one where he feels very isolated. Yeah. She's like, I'm also very weird. Yeah. And it's like a really comforting
2: thing for him. I really love the end. I I think as soon as they get to the ministry, I'm just locked in Um, for a lot of reasons. It's it's exciting. And it's also like the first time they're like fighting outside of the castle. It's like, yeah, it's real life all of a sudden. It's not just where it's school anymore. Mm-hmm. also should we be voldemort in a suit for halloween
1: next <laughs> should we be like different phases of voldemort should i be like Quirrell, like voldemort on the back of my head
0: or like one person be voldemort in a suit one person be pitbull and make people guess who is who <laughs> okay.
1: I forgot i forgot we have a noted pitbull fan with us
2: in the room two of us have been to a pitbull concert here i know <laughs> the majority of the people here have been to a pitbull concert <laughs>
0: My coworker a couple of weeks ago, shout out to Megan. She found out I had a podcast, and uh, I think she's listening. But she told me she was going to a pitbull concert the other day, and I was like, "I've actually been to a <laughs> concert."
1: There's a community.
0: It, there is.
1: Wow, do you have like secret handshakes? Is it just like you rub each other's head. You
0: kind of just tell each other.
1: There's a lot of positivity. Yeah, that's what
0: sensitive. We've been but... we've been through it. We get through it. Like that.
2: But also, there's just like butts on these giant screens. <laughs> Yes, oh,
0: so many butts.
1: I had no idea about the pitbull subculture that's going on <laughs> in my home. <laughs> in your home, under your <laughs> roof.
0: <laughs> His, I think the song, the best pitbull song is "Everybody." <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite pitbull song. If you haven't listened to
2: it, give it a listen.
0: Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> What's your favorite part?
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm three. Oh my gosh. One might be kind of what you were talking about with that quote, Courtney. Um, when Sirius comforts Harry, I really, it's like, that is the scene I think that like, I feel like in every movie, there's like one scene that you have to nail in order to like land the emotional through line of the whole movie. This one is when Harry has like the little sidebar with Sirius where he's like,
3: My mother did that after I ran away.
1: Charming woman. i was
3: 16. Where did you go? Well, your dad's. I was always welcome at the potter's. I see him so much in you, Harry. You are so very much alike. I'm not so sure. Serious, when I was. When I saw Mr. Weasley attacked, I wasn't just watching. I was the snake. And afterwards in Dumbledore's office there was a moment when I I wanted to <sighs> this connection between me and Voldemort. What if the reason for it is that I am becoming more like him? I I just feel so angry all the time and What if, after everything that I've been through, something's gone wrong inside me? What if I'm becoming bad? I want you to listen to me very carefully, Harry. You're not a bad person. You're a very good person who bad things have happened to. You understand? Besides, the the, the world isn't split into... Good people and Death Eaters, we've all got both light and dark inside us. What
1: matters is the part we choose to act
3: on. That's who we really are.
1: It's like the warmth that's missing from Dumbledore is in serious and like the comfort of like someone who's older than you and telling you you're normal. This is fine. you'll, You'll be fine. Yeah, it's such a it's so well done. I also think the opening is fantastic. Where like you really just it captures like how traumatic the graveyard experience was for Harry when he's just like despondent and like sitting on that swing set, and Dudley is like making fun of him. He's like, beat up
3: another ten-year-old. This one deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> five against one. Very brave. Well, you're one to talk. Moaning in your sleep every night. At least I'm not afraid of my pillow. <laughs> 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 Don't kill cedric (laughs) who's cedric your boyfriend (laughs) he's going to kill me mum where is your mum where is your mum potter she dead (laughs)
1: <laughs> A very subtle way of giving you that information that this is staying with him and has, like, changed him forever. Also, just, like, you kind of forget that his whole summers are shitty. <laughs> and just like, like,
0: the summer is the worst part of his year.
1: And then, obviously, the ending. The wizard duel. Yeah. Is so cool. I don't know. I feel like when wizards duel on screen, it's very boring to me. Because I I, I like fights to be more, like, hand-to-hand. I feel like they're more dynamic to watch. Mm-hmm. But there was something very cinematic in watching their like different skill sets and how they like repel each other and how they're sort of opposite. Yeah. But like really cool sound design, like when he whips him into like the water bubble, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like it just is it, and it looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was really really good.
2: Um. Yeah. It's more than just our our wand powers or even touching.
1: even like I don't want to speak ill of Lord of the Rings because I like this scene, but when Gandalf and Starman have, they're just like throwing their, like each other against the walls. Yeah. Just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh It was so much cooler than I had like ever imagined it would be, I guess. All right. Like least favorite part.
0: I know. I can't really think of one.
1: Well, I'll start. Go ahead. This might, I feel like we might be on the same page. Uh Uh-huh. I always drop off when we spend time with Grop. That's Hagrid's half giant, or giant brother.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. That's in this one?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. That, that then.
1: To the point where I'm like, funny you kept this in because mm-hmm. you didn't need Grop in there. You could have taken Umbridge to the forest and just had the centaurs mess around with her. Right. Like, I could have lost all of this, and this movie would probably have saved, mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: Well, we're no. in agreement.
1: Great. Um, Favorite and least favorite character from this film?
0: i got to go with my girl, Luna. She's my favorite. Least favorite is maybe Cho, I guess. <laughs> I, and again, like, this is just me in the movies, but, like, so I don't know what she's like in the books, but she just is kind of like, like, why do we have that whole thing? I just don't need it.
1: Oh, well, it's like I get
0: it in number four.
1: It's like first crush stuff.
0: But like by number five, it's just like, why, why is she in this?
1: There's a bit more of the dynamic of how she was like Cedric's ex. In that, the book? That makes it a maybe a, they kind of touch on it in the movie a little bit. Oh, but I think fine. that adds like a flavor that I don't know.
0: Fine. But she was my least favorite in the movie.
1: Fine.
2: Uh, obviously Umbridge. She's the worst. Oh, gosh, I hate her with a fiery passion. Um, And I, oh, before I say my favorite, I am going to give an honorable mention, obviously to Filch, just really killing it on the ladder, putting oh, up those, doing uh, everything he's supposed to,
1: decrees. His, his best, his best showing, right? Like he's given a lot to do. He's like just fumbling on that ladder all over. There's room at the bottom. You don't oh, need to keep going up of, higher, yeah. but he doesn't care. He's going to.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and then I think uh, I'm going to go with Neville. Um, because he really grows. Like, you, you follow him in Dumbledore's army trying to do the spells, and then he just follows Harry to the end. Yeah. Um,
0: I love that part where Harry walks by when they're in the, they're like learning their spells, and he's like, Neville, do this. And he's like, I'm trying, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so earnest. Like he's really just trying to do what's right.
1: <laughs> uh, favorite character? Sirius Black. Okay. He just nailed it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite? Maybe Bellatrix. I think I already talked about that. Maybe overdoes it a little bit. But I think everyone, like I said before, the acting, I feel like it just kind of keeps inching better and better. Like, I yeah. really like it. All Shall right. we
0: transition?
1: All right, Half-Blood Prince. What did we think? That's what we watched tonight.
0: I think it was great. Did we Very like it? engaging. I loved it. I don't know if I've seen it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) really? I have. I have. But like, I think I've probably seen it one time in 2009.
1: You know, I actually, when I was watching this, I mean, I know where the story goes, but I was like, this is definitely the movie I've seen the least.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't remember. The part where they go and then like all the creatures, basically like it looks like all of like Gollum's ancestors like crawl (laughs) up on rocks.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The fiery or something. I do
0: not remember that at all. Maybe I haven't seen that part even. Maybe wow. I went walked out and went to the bathroom or something. I don't know.
1: You covered your eyes.
0: It's too scared. But uh, it was great. Did I, you also, like it, right? I had
2: a great time. I also don't think I've seen it very many times. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's kinda of fun in um, that respect. Yeah. I will never forget Gollum's ancestors though. That is burned in my memory. <laughs> <I> <laughs> as soon know. as they got to that cave, I, I remembered and just was panicked
1: knowing it was coming. So one of my friends, Steve Cannon, sometimes listens to this podcast. He was like helping my other friend who worked on a farm um, the summer that this book came out and they would have to like go in like the middle of the night. There'd like be these huge ditches with just water. And he was like, it was like the worst experience Being out in the middle of the night by these huge ditches of water that are like seven feet deep. Oh my gosh. gosh. After having read that that summer. Wow. I know. Creepy. So this is the one where like, I remember when I was reading this, this is like the one where you start getting answers to questions that have been set up the whole series. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the one I love the most, the explanation and idea of Four Cruxes, I think is... Thematically so rich and just so fascinating. I love that it recontextualizes like the diary from Chamber of Secrets. The reason of like, why did, when the spell rebounded on Voldemort, why didn't it kill him? And like, why was he like a weird thing on the back of Quirrell's head? You could just say, ah, magic. And like a lesser story would just hand wave like that. Yeah, But I like that she has rules, limitations of like, no, this is actually why this happened. I, I just think it adds more details and like flushes out the story, makes it feel more real. I love everything so with the horror So for like my
0: clarity, cruxes. he's never died because he's in so many different pieces. Because he
1: has split his soul. So right. when he went to kill the Potters, his body was destroyed, and that should have killed him had he not split his soul.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. And
1: so one of the pieces of his soul was the was the one that like found its way to Quirrell. Okay. And that's why they need to rebuild his body.
0: And then the diary was one. Mm-hmm. And that locket. And the, the
1: ring that he already destroyed and the locket, which was fake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's the lockets out there somewhere. So at the end of this one, I think there's like five still yeah. unaccounted for. And I remember doing the math. I'm like, we have one book left. They're like They've got to like power through these last five. That's... Also, just like, how are they going to find them? How? <laughs> no, they're Sorry. very they're stressful. They're just like, like tiny
2: things in this giant world. It's like
0: infinity <laughs> stones, kind of. <laughs>
1: Not very, to mix
0: universes Very good I'm just trying to impress my husband
1: <laughs> You're such a nerd Ugh, Nerd girl
0: I repeat it One might say they're like infinity <laughs> sounds
3: oh,
1: oh, Whoa I didn't know we had like a, oh, yeah. oh yeah I didn't know we were at comic con right now
3: <laughs> I like okay. adding sound
1: effects Zoom <laughs> <laughs> One of those. I also love that it delves into Voldemort's past. Like you were kind of saying with like serial killers, there's something so fascinating about, I want to see like what this guy was like as a kid and as like Mm -hmm. a young adult. It's so creepy and interesting. He
0: is so creepy as a kid.
1: They almost overdo it a little bit because you're like, okay, something's up with that kid, right? Like you know that, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I can make things move without touching them. I can make animals do what I want without training them. I can make bad things happen to people who are mean to me. I can make them hurt. If I want.
1: When he finally convinces Slughorn to give him the memory, he's like, you don't know what he was like even then. Right. Like, he's just so charismatic and there's something, he was such like a sociopath, you know? Something that really stri- is striking about this movie versus all the other ones is the cinematography. Did you guys notice that? Go into it's this. It's like very intently, It's apparently was inspired by Rembrandt? Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Rembrandt.
0: Rembrandt,
1: <laughs> Rembrandt, remember all Like the painter? Yes. It was very washed out. There was like very intense <gasps> okay. colors. I did notice Some this. scenes were like very black and white, tinted green or yellow, like very yeah. tinted and very... Yeah, okay. More than any of the other movies. Specifically the cinematography in this movie. It's actually nominated for an Oscar. Wow. And it looks gorgeous. So many shots are just so painterly. hmm There's a bit of a slower pace throughout. Like it really took its time through scenes, which... I thought it was going to bug me. It made it just seem like, wow, this is such a beautiful looking movie.
2: But yeah, there was a moment when I thought, has this whole movie been gray? Yeah. Has it been gray
1: this whole time? (laughs) No. Something else I kind of like about the Horcruxes. I like that it deepens the contrast and comparisons between Harry and Voldemort, where you know they've always been like, they're from similar backgrounds, right? Voldemort is entirely afraid of death and he'll do anything to cheat it. He's so inherently selfish that he does not care that he would destroy his own humanity And murder others to selfishly gain immortality. He is all about overcoming death. The vanity of himself. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, Harry is completely selfless. He doesn't care about himself. And would willingly sacrifice himself for the people he cares about. Mm -hmm. And cares more about community and the people around him. And relying on his friends. It's just so striking. With the Horcruxes in particular as, like, a framing device. The two themes battle of ideas that are inherent in these two characters. Flesh themselves out in, like, in a way I just love.
0: Ryan, did you think... He's going to sacrifice
3: himself.
1: <laughs> I just really put myself out there. For my heart and soul.
3: That's that the whole time. And
1: just like Voldemort, all you cared about was getting your joke in. Jason's wearing his testimony in your stand up. The I'm,
0: second you said he's, he would sacrifice himself, I was like, he's going to sacrifice himself.
1: I'm the teacher who's getting like weirdly kind of personal and emotional. And you know, you're the kid who leans over to his friends like, he's going to sacrifice himself.
0: Listen, that was great, and I agree with all of it. It's a very nice, uh, that contrast is very nice throughout. <laughs> it's, it's very nicely woven it's very throughout nice. each of these books. very nice.
1: Okay, some really miscellaneous things really quick, then let's go to our little spray thoughts. Okay. Uh, Emma Watson almost didn't return for this movie. Oh? oh? She considered not coming back for these last couple movies, oh and then decided against it. Was like, yeah, I'll come back. What goodness. would they have done?
0: Recast her. That, oh, would... that would have been so weird.
1: This is Daniel Radcliffe's least favorite performance of all of the movies. And he Interesting. Talked, he, he talked about how he was struggling with alcoholism while filming this. And he says, he's like, S- I watch some scenes and I can tell which scenes I'm still drunk. Oh he's God. like, I just, I just hate my performance.
0: <gasps> That's fascinating. And so I was trying
1: to watch where I was like, sometimes he does kind of seem a little blank, but I feel like it's sometimes intentional. Yeah. Which is kind of funny considering that like when he is under the influence of the Felix- Felicis. Uh-huh. He is hilarious.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, how do you feel?
1: Excellent. Really
3: excellent. Remember, Slughorn usually eats early, takes a walk, and then returns to his office. Right. I'm going down to Hagrid's. What? No. Harry, you've got to go and speak to Slughorn. We have a plan. I know, but I've got a really good feeling about Hagrid's. I feel it's it's the place to be tonight. Do you know what I mean? No. Well, but trust me, I know what I'm doing, or Felix does.
1: Hi. I just have never, I never thought he was bad in this. And there was no. never one scene where I was like, huh, odd choice, Daniel.
0: I, I actually thought he was very human in this one. Same, yeah. While we're on the subject, what was the Felix thing?
1: It's liquid luck.
0: Does it have a backstory?
1: Oh, probably. But it kind of like whatever you do is a little bit enchanted and like you just kind of work on a whim. You're just kind of like feeling great and everything you do just happens for you.
0: Wow. I'm going to act like that tomorrow.
1: I mean, hey, hey, there was, you know, Ron, it was all about his mindset. That's true. That's true. He did a good job. He thought Whoa. he had Felix it's gonna in. It's
0: going to be a good Thursday, team.
1: Oh, Thursdays are never that great. I love Thursdays. I Actually, do, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: Tuesdays blow.
1: I kind of was just like gonna like joke and like make fun of whatever you said, but got no. it, got it. Got but it. then I was like, no, <laughs> Thursdays are actually pretty nice. It's like the Friday Eve was what we've talked about, yeah,
0: Yeah, Friday Junior.
1: <laughs> it's funnier. Uh,
0: why does Cho Chang just disappear? She just, I guess she just doesn't come back.
1: I mean, people come and go I, in your life, Courtney.
0: I wouldn't come back to Hogwarts myself.
1: Oh, I think she's there. She just wasn't in the story. The story, yeah, yeah. Okay, kind of like fine. the Patel twins. They're not in this movie either. I don't think. I think a lot of people end up in the background of stuff in the next ones. It's kind of like. It was sort of oh, like we're coming back for number seven. Avengers Endgame for Harry Potter. <laughs> where like everyone who ever showed up makes an appearance.
0: Hermione is always at the Weasleys. So they've been hooking up for years.
1: Well, okay. That's my That's take. That's you think? I
2: mean, she's been crying since number four, so.
0: Secretly, they've been hooking up. They're always at the Weasleys together.
1: <sighs> Sleeping not, there? Ron's not that sneaky. No, Ron would, like, I he think would. It's... He's, he's lumbering a little bit, you know?
0: This may be a stupid question. Does each school have their own... <laughs> like their own voldemort or is voldemort like across the board everyone's He's satan a, a
1: global threat he
0: just happened to go to hogwarts because he
1: was british it it's kind of like asking if each country had its own hitler
0: that's a great analogy thank, thank you. you i don't know why we both said thank you
1: no it was a very thankful moment
0: um is this the first movie slash book where butterbeer is introduced no, I'm definitely sure not book and okay, because I don't remember it in any of the other movies.
1: Um, it's kind of just like, it's like they're, they're like soft drink, kind of. Or maybe it's a little harder. I feel like when they go to Hogsmeade. Yeah, there's butter. I know that for sure they talk about it in Azkaban. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the prison of Azkaban, not the actual prison Azkaban. Right, 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 right. They've right. never been.
0: They would never sell butterbeer there. Um, Malfoy is just withering into like a shell of a human being in this movie. Just like you just see him like it's crazy.
1: It's his best performance. So far. Yeah, it's great. I I love what they do with that character in this one. He's just such a like a whatever background, two dimensional whatever in the other stories. And this one they really give him like a lot of emotional depth. Yeah. You feel you feel really bad for him.
0: Yeah, and on the on the flip side of that, I would say Ron, Hermione and Harry are being pretty like normal for once. Like they don't have like a lot of like crazy. I mean, they do at the end, but like they're just dealing with regular teenager stuff.
1: Yeah, which is all really good. Like really funny parts in the Charlie movie, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um the romance with Ginny seems very rushed in the movies. They like really just all of a sudden Harry's like very into Ginny. And I'm wondering if it is, like, you kind of find out over time in the books.
1: I feel like it's kind of rushed in the books, too. I think it kind of just happens in this book. Yeah. I imagine if they would have adapted these, like, after the books had already come out, they would have laid the, the track a bit more. Maybe, like, a couple, like, stolen sure, glances yeah. kind of a thing. But, yeah, it, huh. it it doesn't feel rushed necessarily in the book, though. It happens pretty organically. Okay. I, I well, and right. it
0: probably just feels like it's more natural in the book.
1: Yeah. I know that, Ser- that Snape's like, I'm the half-blood prince. But does that connect like...
0: Well, no, it doesn't connect.
1: I don't know what the half-blood prince means. He's a half-born. Like his mother was... dad's
0: a muggle, his mom's a witch.
1: (laughs) Actually, you're right. (laughs) And his mom's maiden name is Prince. So he is the half-blood prince. It was like a name that he gave to himself.
0: Yeah, that makes more sense now. Um, And then why was uh, Dumbledore's hand black the whole time?
1: Remember the ring that was a horcrux? He kind of unwittingly put it on and it like started killing his hand. Weird. They, um, just,
0: they just never explain that in the movie.
1: Uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll talk about it in the next one at all. They kind of explain more in the seventh book of like what exactly is going on.
0: That's why I think I don't remember these last three because it starts to get like very complicated.
1: Well, and like, cause
0: and the movies don't yeah. do a great job of uh, you can't like in in their defense like you can't explain all that. Well,
1: and this is where maybe if it already had all come out, you could like move things around and like lay track for things like. If the fifth book comes out and you've already made a couple movies, you're like, well, I didn't know that was going to be important or I wouldn't have cut it from the first movie. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, it, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's tricky. They do what they can. Well, this movie right. is, is love. It starts out with Harry Potter in a diner getting hit on by a waitress. A hot and it waitress. It's just setting a tone for the entire thing.
0: That's so true, Ryan.
2: <laughs> They're so horny in this movie. They oh, are. my gosh. Well, and just thinking back to high school, there's, like, middle school, high school, whenever one of your good friends gets their first boyfriend or girlfriend they become the most annoying thing in the entire world <laughs> and like that is portrayed very well with ron oh yeah <laughs> the hot crazy scale depending on how hot someone is gives them the power to be more crazy more crazy
0: do you feel like it was justified with lavender no <laughs> she's kind of hot though
2: and then i I feel like it really just nails dumbledore's death it, yeah it just it lands
1: um yeah how did we feel about michael Gambon in these movies he gets better. I, I agree. I still think there's a a couple blind spots. Like I know in the fifth one, there's a part where like Trelawney almost gets fired, and Umbridge is like, "Well, I might replace you soon." And he like walks off. He's like, "But <laughs> you all have
2: studying to do."
1: Yes. <laughs> but I think in this one, he has he has the most moments of you seem like a likable person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole thing in the tower mm-hmm. is all I think really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of the pacing's right. You don't kind of rush to the actual killing. No.
3: Severus, please. How about a cadaver?
1: I do think when he's chasing after him, when I would read the book, there was like more urgency and like passion in him running after him. And Snape, when he calls him a coward, Snape like freaks out about it. But I think the death itself is really good. Yeah.
2: Well, and this ends, and you're just like, Snape, what the hell?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I truly, I don't remember what happens in Seven. I think he might die.
1: Well, we'll see. <laughs> Although, when yeah, when this book came out, you really were like, it was him the entire time. And I then do you remember like it. kind of reading, rereading those books up to the seventh one and like looking for clues of him being the bad guy, basically? Yeah. I really like Slughorn. Oh, yeah. I like that he kind of has these things on his side where like he steals like the tarantula stuff and he's like cutting <laughs> off like the, the, the vines to get some money. He has like his own little special, like, you're my favorite students club, a huge star <laughs> where he just like <laughs> loves everyone's like connections yeah. It's just the funniest or, character. Just,
2: you know, he has so much gossip. Also, when he, before he's cutting off the spider's tentacles, he's like, shall I say a few
1: words?" Like, yeah. gives a funeral for <laughs> the know, spider eulogy. Like
3: That's
0: one of the. <laughs> it's like a pr- he like closes his eyes and it's a prayer suddenly yes. for some reason. That
1: whole sequence when he's under the we got the Felix in it is so funny. I wondered we were making fun of how Seamus has like one recurring bit where things blow up in his face. <laughs> That's all his thing is that stuff blows up in his face, and I was wondering. We don't have to answer this. Maybe we think about it. But I was like, what would my personality be boiled down? What was the one trait my personality would be boiled down to? Where if I had five seconds of screen time in six movies, that'd be like the one joke I had about me. <laughs> oh, wow. So maybe, uh, maybe stew with yeah, that. On we'll it. return to that. Yeah. It really nails the teen comedy aspect. I really liked everything about that. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy that more than all the Yule Ball stuff you hated in Goblet of Fire? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a good time.
1: Um, the burrow attack is weird. That's not in the book at all. Oh, So so when it's happening, I was like, what the hell is this?
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking because they come back to school and it's kind of like, Ron, your house, like a very (laughs) weird thing happened and you're just kind of back with your girlfriend. They're just
1: coming back from the weekend. They're like, weird weekend.
0: Yeah. It's also
1: like they have magic. Can they just fix the house? Right. They're acting like the house is gone. gone. Well, maybe they do.
0: And that's why it's not such a big deal after that.
1: But then why? It just is like, it adds...
0: It's weird to me yeah, it adds nothing.
1: when a movie is has so much that they can adapt that they choose to like cut out other things for the sake of time but then add in some weird shit that doesn't move the story forward oh at all. Oh my
0: gosh, who was the other like werewolf looking guy?
1: Oh, his name is Fenrir Greyback.
0: Why is he in this?
1: He's weirdly morphed, so he's like permanently a werewolf because he likes being a werewolf all the time. So even when he's he's still just kind of like a guy, he still just like mauls people. Ew. He's supposed to be really scary. Okay. He's supposed to be really scary. Be, I don't know. I, I wasn't scared by him. Who's your favorite character? Least favorite character? Courtney. You're I'm gonna, on.
0: I'm going to go with favorite character and this one's Draco. I thought he did a great job. My least favorite character, probably just Snape because he sucks <laughs> and he killed Dumbledore in this one.
2: I might go with Harry Potter in this one, even though he maybe was kind of drunk. Yeah, the Felix is so funny, but he's also carrying the the heaviness that is required, especially like at the end. Yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, a, a least favorite. This might be yours as well, but I guess Bellatrix.
1: Um, I kind of agree with you guys. Those are all good picks. They really like what they do with Draco. Harry's good. I like Ron. I think Ron's very funny, yeah. very charming in this movie. Mm-hmm. My least favorite, may be, maybe Bellatrix. Also, just the Ginny stuff. Oh, and favorite and least favorite moments.
0: I would say probably the, what do you call that? The burrow attack? Mm-hmm. That's probably maybe my least favorite. Did you um, notice
1: that I timed going to the bathroom? Because I thought it was going to happen. Because I was <laughs> like, I can skip this. I was like, I want to kind of be here because I don't really remember this movie. But yeah. I was like, oh, I know I can leave for the burrow attack.
0: Yeah. I would say my favorite part, the part that I was most engaged in is when they were in the tower before Dumbledore dies. Dumbledore dies. Say so that ten times fast. Double double dice, dice. Double Don't double dice. actually oh, do okay, it. Just like as a figure a, of speech. And,
1: yeah. Okay, it makes sense now. English, oh, sh- helpful.
2: Ryan. Okay, a couple things. Uh, the tower is fantastic. That's a great choice. Um, I also think it's very powerful once you like realize he's dead and they all raise their wands up. Oh, that part's with great. With light, that's cool. It breaks through the the gloom. Mm-hmm. I also like Slughorn's parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think they're so funny. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and the, the attack is, there's just not much happening there.
0: It doesn't do anything. I, why that, is, when does it happen?
1: Now that I remember that, I'm mad. <laughs> um, same. The attack's probably least favorite, uh, probably favorite moment. I would have to say same. I love the flashbacks learning about young Voldemort. I think there's more in the book that I wish they would have included, but obviously I understand why they, they cut him. Mm-hmm. And then the tower, everything from the tower is fantastic. Ryan, thank you always for coming over and watching all these with us and staying with us in podcasting. Yeah. It's been really fun. We've done this every week for six weeks. Yeah, I'm
0: Not next week, obviously. Not next week, no. no. Next, next week's Thanksgiving.
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll be celebrating. All right, Courtney, if people want to reach the podcast, if they want to give their thoughts on you Harry Potter. You can
0: find us at Wife Watches on Instagram. You can find us on Wife Underscore Watches on Twitter, but we never tweet. You can send whoops. us an email at mywifewatchesmovies.gmail.com. I look
1: at those. I look at those. He's an email guy. Where are they? Click, click, click. <laughs> All right. It's been a good night. On to the finale, the two-part finale. woo Get those Kleenexes ready. Get them ready. (laughs) All right. All right, everyone. See you later. Bye.
2: Bye. (laughs) We just hung up
0: the phone. (laughs) And remember, I am the Half-Blood Prince.